Okay, it's good to be back. Uh, maybe if you can help me, some of you here, if you can just move over to this side so that I can don't have to run to the left and the right. Thank you very much. You've been very kind. Good to see you, Joel. How is married life? <laughs> yeah, oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Ken. I'm, uh, I'm living in Melbourne. I'm pastoring a church called Click Church, C-L-I-C. Uh, it stands for KC Live International Church. We have 17 nationalities there. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm here alone doing some ministry, but uh, my, my daughter, Claire, she's in year 10. She's 14, going 15. And uh, she's uh, such a bundle of joy. And of course, my wife, she's such a pillar uh, for us. And talking about wife, I thought I would share with you this story. You know, one day, uh, maybe Joe will understand this, but one day, this guy came home, all right? He, he went for a man's seminar, you know, those kind of men's seminar and conference. So when he came home, the first thing he did was that he swept his wife off her feet and lift her up. And the wife said, whoa, you know, 20 years we got married, you never done that. How come suddenly so romantic? What did the preacher in the conference talk, talk to you guys? And uh, the guy looked at the wife and said, Well, the preacher at the conference taught us how to leave our burdens to the Lord. <laughs> Joel, your wife is not a burden, okay? <laughs> our wife, their partner, their helper, uh, God uh, uh, created Eve to uh, be a helper for Adam. Because Adam... Uh, uh, got a job to do and, and he needed help. So he couldn't do much, you know, he was alone. And God created Eve to be a partner, to be a helper so that uh, Adam can do a lot more. Amen? A lot more. So it's good to be here and I'm very honoured to, uh, to be able to share with you on this first youth meeting of 2013. I think this is awesome. This is really good. And I've been uh, told that, you know, this year you guys are going to be you know, set apart, consecrated uh, to uh, really growing spiritually and deeper in God. And I think that's a fantastic uh, uh, trust that you want to go forth. And uh, I want to share with you some wisdom principle. You know, you go to school and later on you're going to go to uh, JC or Poly to learn the skill and go to uni you know, whether here or overseas, and you are, you are trained, you are equipped for a profession, for a job that you're going to do, or business you're going to go in. But many times, people are not equipped how to live life. They're equipped how to do a job, but they're not equipped how to do life. So I want to share with you wisdom principles that are very important, that will help us even at the onset of this year. I know this is already February, you know, but uh, Chinese New Year is just next week, alright? So it's still new, and uh, we are heading towards a new year. And the last thing you want to do is that this new year is the same as before. You want something new, right? You don't want the same old year, you know, though you call it new year, but it's not new because everything is the same. So now we're going to trust forward, and I want to share with you briefly on wisdom principle. Now I just want to read to you a passage of scripture from Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 13 to 18, it says, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. Alright? The man who gains understanding. 
for she is more profitable than silver and use better return than gold. Wow, what could be that? Uh, precious, silver and gold. She's more precious than ruby, precious stone. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life in the right hands and in the left hand are riches and honor. So you got silver, you got gold, you got precious ruby, and then you got long life, and then you got riches, you got the honor, and her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. So you know, riches, honor, pleasant way, path of peace. Her paths are peaceful. And she's a tree of life to those who embrace her. And those who lay hold of her will be blessed. That's talking about wisdom. So if you have wisdom, all right, to do life, you're going to have silver, you're going to have gold, you're going to have rubies, you're going to have uh, a long life, riches and honor, a pleasant way, a path that is peaceful, a tree of life. Wow, wisdom. And we need wisdom. We need wisdom how to do life, especially at the onset or 2013, you know, and uh, we, we want to get it right, all right? You don't want to live life the way it used to be. Now, I want to share with you very quickly three wisdom keys. Now, if you have a pen and a pencil or you have your iPad or, or Galaxy Note, whatever, so write it down, all right? Three very simple. In fact, sometimes it's almost stating the obvious, but powerful principle and i believe that if you get a hold of these three principles this year will be a different year from you for you this year will be a year whereby you can go deeper in god uh in your calling the calling that god has for you and deeper uh, uh you know in, in in your successes and your endeavor i believe god is gonna do that for you now i want to share with you three key principles Alright, how many of you here, you are primary six here? Are there primary sixes here? No. Sec one, how many of you are sec one here? Okay, about sec two, anyone sec two here? Can I see your hands? Alright, sec three? How many of you are sec four and five? Can I see your hands? Okay, any A-level student here? Okay, any uni, poly? Okay. Uh, senior citizen are behind. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, now, the number one, are you ready? You're very quiet. Hey, let me tell you this. Uh, I've been preaching for 26 years. You know what I discover? I discover that when a preacher preaches, if you shout back, Amen, Hallelujah, preach it, man. That's right, that's good. The more you shout back at a preacher, the preacher gets better. Preach a better sermon. It's true, no? But if you stare at a preacher with a face and say, try to make me laugh. <laughs> try to convince me. Try to convince me. I tell you, the preacher is going to have a hard time. In fact, he's going to preach a lousy sermon. But whenever he says something nice, Amen! Hallelujah! Preach it! That's good! That's right! When you do that, whoa, the preacher gets pumped up, you know? Whoa, then suddenly, they begin to get very inspired and they preach good sermon. Amen? Amen. Hey, come on, you're going to help me, man. All right, good. Now, the first wisdom. Let me see whether the guys here are more responsive or the girls. Girls, amen? Amen. amen. Guys, amen? amen. Oh, I think I like the guys here, man. Girls, I give you a second chance. Huh? Amen, girls? Amen. Okay, better, improving, improving. Guys, amen? Amen. Wow, fantastic, man. All right, we're going to have a great service. Maybe we should have, uh, 
have someone to use a decibel uh, indicator. You know, decibel indicator, how loud the, the, the noise is. And when I say amen, and if the guys are loud, you'll get a prize later on, all right? Okay, now, the first wisdom principle, listen carefully, is number one, learn from your past. Learn from your past. I'm stating the obvious, but do you realize that nowadays the obvious are not so obvious? Common sense are not so common nowadays. Learn from your past. I know you are sitting here, some of you are thinking that, man, last year was terrible. Man, I made a lot of mistakes. Last year, I didn't do well in school. Last year, man, I quarreled with my mom, my brothers, my father, my sisters. I quarreled with my dog and my cat. You know, I mean, you're quarreling with everybody last year. Maybe you, you are having a hard time, you know, uh, 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 last year. Maybe last year, there's a lot of regrets, certain decisions you made. You know, you know something? You can't go back into a time machine, alright? You can't go back into a time machine to change the past. The past can never be changed. So, you've got to learn from the past. Let's look at what the scriptures say in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4 says that for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scripture we might have hope. All right? Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9, I want to give a good biblical foundation here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9 to 12, it says, We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes. Do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. Those things happened to them, which is the children of Israel in the wilderness, as an example and were written down as warning for us on whom the fulfillment of the age has come. What he's saying is, all right, all the stories in the Bible about the children of Israel in the wilderness, all right, when you read it, it is to teach us, all right, the past, the history are there as lessons for us to teach us. And we got to learn from the past. Now, if you're going to improve every year, you're going to get better every year. You're going to start learning from the past. The problem is, today, people don't learn from history. That's why we have this saying, history repeat it itself. Because we never learn. We, we, we make the mistake year in, year out. We never learn from our past. And we've got to understand that uh, you know, observation is the best way of learning. We've got to observe what happened you know, to us and the mistake we made so that we can learn from our mistake. See, I tell you what, it's human to make mistakes. Right? In fact, uh, you will always make mistakes. You will continue to make mistakes. Uh, the only thing is learn from your mistake. Don't repeat your mistake. All right? Because if you keep repeating your mistake, you've got no chance to make new ones. Come on, la, laugh a bit. La, yo. <laughs> All right? So don't repeat your mistake because there's always going to be a new mistake to me. But you learn from it. Amen, guys? Amen. Fantastic, man. I have a friend, he took his family for a picnic at Salita. No, Pierce, Reso Pierce Reservoir. No, Salita Reservoir. Pierce Reservoir, okay? There's two, right? One lower, one upper, right? There's one right inside the jungle. Anyway, he was driving down uh, into the, I think, the inner Pierce Reservoir. And as he was driving, he saw monkeys on the road. How many of you have been there? 
the, the pierced razor, uh, monkeys, you know, hopping down from the tree on the road, and they're all begging for food. So he, he, he stopped the car for a while and said, hey, look, look at the uh, monkeys, you know, uh, uh, and, and look at the baby monkeys, look at the mother monkeys, you know. And there was a sign there that said, do not feed the monkeys. Fine, $500. Anyway, uh, he parked his car there. You know, it was, uh, there was no car moving around. It was quite deserted you know, that day. And uh, there was no one around. And he thought, and the, Daddy, Daddy, can we feed the monkeys? Uh, then he said, oh, okay. So they wind down the window. They took up some peanuts and they start feeding the monkeys. And you oh, look at the monkeys. Oh, man, the way they are running for the food. And it was, it was quite an incredible sight. You know? And they were really engrossed feeding the monkeys. And suddenly, he heard a knock at the side of the car. He was stunned. He did not hear any sound of cars coming or motorbike coming. There was no vehicle coming. How come suddenly someone knocked? And he looked out and there was a park ranger. He came on the bicycle <laughs> quietly, you know. So that's why he didn't hear it. And, and guess what happened? He was fined $500. Everybody say, ouch. $500. What can I buy with $500? I bought 100 plate, 100 plate of chicken rice. I got a feeling she's a chicken rice fan. Uh, what can you buy with $500? Sorry? Wow! Voucher. <laughs> I know what I can buy with $500, you know? And uh, so, man, it's painful. All right? So I asked him, I said, wow, did you get upset? You know, did you, you know, wow, man, it was a, you know, $500 to feed the monkeys. And you know, he looked at me, you know what he said? He said, no, Ken, I take it as a tuition fee. An expensive tuition fee to learn a lesson do not feed the monkeys. So, if I learn it as a lesson, then it's not to waste. It's just that I've attended a very expensive course called Do Not Feed the Monkeys. School fee $500. But if I have not learned the lesson, if I repeat my mistake again, then it's a loss. What I'm saying is look, in life, we will make mistakes, but we must learn from our mistake. In every situation you go to, often we'll say, somebody is wrong, somebody did this, somebody did that. Oh no, the environment wasn't good, it wasn't conducive. We blame on everybody. But instead, when we go into any conflict situation or any challenges, we've got to ask God, what are you saying to me? What are you teaching me? You know something? God will use everything that happens to you to teach you. In fact, his word says, and all these things, good or bad, all right, will work out for good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. That means whatever happens to you, God will use it to teach you, will empower you. I mean, you look at Joseph. He got this great vision. Oh man, I'm going to be such an important person that even my father bowed down to me. Next thing he went, he was nearly killed, thrown into a dry well, got into, uh, become a slave, and then from there, after that, got into prison, just because uh, his problem was uh, he was too good looking, and then he ended up in a prison, 
you know, and so wrongly accused. He didn't do anything wrong. He was the best slave. He was the best prisoner. You know what? Something he learned everything. He learned from all this because all this was to position him to rule so that when the brothers were so uh, regretful and so afraid that he would take revenge, they came to him, daddy said, you cannot attack us, you cannot take revenge. He cried, you know why? He said, you don't understand. You meant for evil, but God meant for good. In the end, I save you. You who tried to kill me, now I save you. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care how unjustly you have been treated. I don't care, maybe your teacher don't like your face for some reason. Maybe you, you, you have a terrible classmate, terrible Chinese teacher. How many of you have terrible Chinese teacher? Come on. I'm not the only one, right? The reason why I didn't learn Mandarin very well because my Chinese teacher was very fast. See, again, I'm giving excuses. But the thing is, at the end of the day, is we got to learn from our past. We got to learn from history. We got to learn from all the... And you know, Get a journal. Nowadays, people write blog, right? They're on the Facebook and write down precious lesson that God has taught you. Learn from it. Leverage as much. See, when you go through a very heartbreaking situation, leverage from it. What is God saying to you? What are you, what are you learning about yourself that you need? Evaluate. A life, or someone says, if you don't evaluate, you know, uh, then this life is not worth living, no? You've you got to evaluate your life. An unevaluated e- life is not worth living. I think Winston Stitch is the one that said it. We need to evaluate what's wrong you know, and what can I learn from it. See, at the end of the day, you can't change the past. You, you don't cry over spilled milk. It's gone. It's finished. You just learn from it and understand all right, that yes, I've learned this precious lesson and it's going to be used as a stepping stone for my future. And I believe when you begin to learn from your past, begin to learn what, from what happens to you, God is able to use it. You know, great men of God, uh, the, in fact, great men of God make many mistakes, but they learn from the mistake. And God gave us the Bible. And do you know that the Bible is not full of story, success story? No. The Bible is full of story of human beings that are weak, make mistakes. I mean, look at King David. He's King David, a man after one heart. But he committed adultery. The two worst sins, adultery and murder, he committed. Can you imagine? This guy committed murder, you know. Because he slept with somebody else's wife, you know. And, and he committed murder. And he committed adultery and so forth. Now, he's not perfect. He's not perfect. But he learned from the past. He understood when he came before God, he came before God in repentance. Because his heart was for God. Look, we are all not perfect. Amen? Tell your neighbors I'm not perfect. Praise God. It's good to confess that. Some people think they're perfect, you know. <laughs> so it's good to know we are not perfect. And we will continue to make mistakes. But the key thing is we gotta learn so that we don't, you know, we don't make major mistakes in life through what we have learned from the past. Okay. Very simple wisdom, but very powerful. Very powerful. See, when you see something not right, always ask yourself. Don't, don't, don't start the blaming game. You know what's blaming game? You blame, oh, that person is the one that caused the problem. Don't, don't blame people. You know, some people, I don't know about you, just to teach you, how many of you plan to get married? Can I see your hands? You plan to get married, like Joel. Oh, you don't want to get married. La. You don't want to get married. You don't want to get married. You don't want to get married. Don't be shy. La. 
How many of you plan not to get married? Can I see your hands? Hey, friend, you just got married, okay? Don't raise your hands. Okay. Nobody raised their hands to say that they're not getting married and only a few people raised their hands to say they're getting married. The rest, what is happening to you? Are you okay? Are you a human being or you're alien or robot? Or... Anyway, you know, some, some, some people say, you know, I never get angry until I marry you. I'm very patient until I marry you. Have you heard of that? Yeah, as a pastor of 20 over years, I counsel people, you know, I never, never get angry until I marry this person. I'm not a violent person until I marry this girl. Excuse me, do you know our spouse, uh, our partner are very good at opening up the cans of worms? They go into our life, they open up every cupboard. Oh, skeleton come out. Oh, 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 all the cans of worms. See, don't, don't say that. Oh, I never get angry until married. No, you already are an angry person. But it's buried inside. You're an angry person, you're an impatient person, it's buried inside. And, and, and your, your partner, your spouse, have this incredible gift of opening up a cupboard and discover it. And then you blame it on your spouse. No. You know, normally, <laughs> normally our, our, our partner, our, our, my wife, my wife showed show to me, uh, helped me, helped me to realize that how impatient I am. I thought I was a very patient guy until I got married. All right? So my wife has the ability to show me, see, all along you're impatient. It's just that nobody tell you. You didn't discover. I discovered it for you. You laugh so loud, next time you get married. Lah. <laughs> okay, now, are you ready for a second principle? What's the first one? Learn from us. Second one? Now, I'm stating the obvious, but I tell you what, the obvious is not obvious because people still, people still never learn from the past. The second wisdom principle for you to launch out to 2013. You know, your theme is set apart, consecrated, growing deeper spiritually in God and His calling. The second principle is let go of the past. You learn from the past, but you let go of the past. You learn from it, but you don't keep it. You let go. Don't keep your past. Many people, they are still living in the past. If you live in the past, you have no future. Let go of the past. I'm sorry, your sweet 16 is over. I still remember counselling one guy. He's a Greek guy. He's a Greek boy and, uh, and he looks at Evie Spesley. One o'clock, two o'clock, boom, 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 boom. He looks at Evie Spesley. And he's 23 years old, you know? And he still thinks that he's a 16-year-old boy, you know, attracting all the girls and singing Evie Spesley song. He's still living in the past. You know what the Bible says? Let me, let me lay some biblical foundation. Philippians 3.13. Alright? Uh, Philippians 3.13. Brothers and sisters included, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. What is the one thing I do? Forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Alright? Forgetting. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. we got to let go of the past. Don't cling on to the past, especially when it is a very bad past. Do you know, 
I, in my 26 years, have met many people in their 50s, in their 40s and 50s, and they are still bleeding from the emotional wound that they had when they were 13 years old. Isn't that sad? They are still bleeding. The wound is still infected. And they're already in their 40s and 50s and the wound was infected when they were 13 years old. Some emotional wounds. They carry the baggage to the future because they never let go and settle the past. Buried, dead, finish the past. You know, there's a saying that says, don't cry over spilled milk, all right? Which I mentioned already just now. It's no point, it's over. Don't cry over it. In fact, Jeremiah 31, 34 says, and this is what God says, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I'll remember no more. God don't want to know your sin anymore. Why? Because He has forgiven your sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness and it is as if you have not sinned. It's covered. He doesn't want to know anymore. In Psalms 103, Psalm 103 verse 12, Psalms 103 verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, now that's very far, right? East from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. Isaiah 43 verse 18, Isaiah 43 verse 18, it says in Isaiah 43 verse 18, forget the former thing, do not dwell on the past. Do not dwell on the past. See, some of us, our past condition us. We behave the way we behave because of our past. We need to cut loose. You know, I was told this story. I don't know how true it is. When a baby elephant is in the zoo, they'll put this chain around their leg and tie it to a pole. The moment the baby elephant tried to pull the leg, the chain will hold it. And they couldn't. They couldn't get off. All right? So they have to stay at the perimeter. But over the years, as the elephant grows old, they don't put a metal chain anymore. They just put a tiny rope. And the elephant will not move away from the place because the rope is around their leg and the rope is not strong enough. In fact, if they really pull, the rope will burst. But because from young, they have been conditioned with this chain around their leg. The moment they pull, they couldn't get off. So over the years, as they grow up, they think that that thing around their leg is strong and they are not able to pull it off and they have to stay where they are. You understand? It's been conditioned by the past. So let go of the past. Don't let your past challenges and hurts and, and, and difficulty condition you that you begin to behave and respond out of a past incident. You've got to call it. In fact, God is a God of the new creation. He says, Behold, if any man that is in Christ, he is a modified creature. He is an extreme makeover creature. Like the television show, Extreme Makeover. No, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So you've got to let go of your past. Bury it. Release forgiveness. If someone hurt you, say something really bad about you. You know, you know, marriage couple, I don't know why I'm telling you about married people. Maybe it's just a marriage course, okay? Just in case you want to get married, you, know, you learn something now. It's good to learn from mistake now so that when you get married, you don't repeat the mistake. All right? And, and you know, they, 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 they never let go. You know, when they have a quarrel, 
When they have a quarrel, right? They've been married 30 years. When they have a quarrel, who oh, 25 years ago, uh, you did this. Uh, 26 years ago, uh, you scold me. Uh, you say this word. Uh, 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 20 years ago, you did this. Wow, long history all come out. But it's just, it's just uh, over a little thing now. But the quarrel went back, wow, oh, like 25 years ago, you know. Wow, oh, pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up. You know what? It's all, pile, it's all kept inside. How many of you know, uh, how many of you, your mom insists that you take out the rubbish and throw it into the, whatever, you know, the bin? You know? Anybody, you, 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 you are tasked to do that duty? Well, only you, uh. <laughs> only you rubbish man. Uh. That means the rest are very blessed. They must have made doing it. Good, it's good. Yeah, at least you got first-hand experience. Right? Now, can you imagine, you, they won't understand what I'm talking about, only you. Uh. So I'm preaching to you now. Now, can you imagine, every time your mommy say, what's your name? Lindsay, 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 take out the rubbish. Lindsay, take out the rubbish. But instead of taking out the rubbish and throwing the church, you bring it to your room. <laughs> How old are you now? For 17 years, you bring all this rubbish into your room. Now, can you imagine if you go into his room, what do you smell? Do you smell Chanel number no. 5? He was stinking garbage 17 years ago. All the worms and all the flies and his whole room full of garbage. We can laugh. Do you know that sometimes our life is like that? All the garbage in our life, instead of releasing it, we kept it in our life. You kept it. Whoa, 25 years of garbage. All right? Then you decided to get married. So what happened is this. Huh? Your wife, 25 years or so of garbage. Right? Your wife carried 25 years of garbage. Whoa, she carried the garbage to the, to the front of the church. All right? And then you, 25 years of garbage, you carry your garbage to the church. All right? And then two of you get married. Right? How many years of garbage now? 50 years of garbage! All right? And then the pastor say, and they live happily ever after all. I pronounce you man and wife. Can you imagine what problem you're going to have? 50 years of garbage. Ah, many cats. You're right. So, clear your garbage. Don't bring it to your married life. I know I got this feeling all of you want to get married. I have these feelings for some reason, you know. I have this feeling all of you want to get married. Now, wait. So, what I'm saying is, if you, if you don't let go of your past and you carry all the junk and all the garbage into your future, how can you have a good future? You know, the heavy load you're carrying. When, when I went to the army, by the way, I, I did my army, okay? I did all my reserves. I, I, I paid my due, all right? I paid my debt to this country before I left for Australia. I remember, I was born very fat, okay? I was born very... The moment I was born, I went on diet, really. Okay, I was, I was very fat, all right? Uh, I, I was nine and a half pounds in my mother's womb, you know? Yeah, and I wasn't... Okay, those days, I live in Yochukang Road, Kampong. Six and three-quarter mile, Yochukang Road, Kampong. Now, if you don't know where six and three-quarter mile, Yochukang Road, Kampong, it is near the former Woodbridge Mental Hospital. But I wasn't born in that hospital. I was born at home. And my home don't have electricity, don't have running water. It's a wooden attap house. Alright? And I was nine and a half pounds in my mother's womb. And I have, I have already, uh, okay, I have nine brothers and sisters, alright? I'm the seventh child, so my mom has six experiences giving birth. 
Alright, and there's a famous midwife in my kampong. She delivered all the baby in the kampong. Close two eyes. Boop, come out. Very fast. Very professional. But it came to my turn, she retired. <laughs> so there was a new midwife. Uh, a rookie. New midwife. Don't know what to do. And I couldn't come out. You know, they have to rush the doctor in and give her a jab and all that, you know. And finally I came out, you know, nine and a half pounds. What did I talk about this story? Uh? Uh, is it? I don't know why it's metric. <laughs> I've returned my match to my school already. Anyway, what happened is this: when I went to the army, I was really fat. All right, I was really fat. I mean, you talk about fat, I was really fat. I still remember the first time we have an obstacle course. Right, we have a backpack, boots, rifle. I run, 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 run. You no, know, the first one is a wall, the, the 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 low wall. I run, run, run. I jump on the wall. <coughs> You know, because the load was so heavy. Not only my body was heavy, extra weight already, you know, but the load, the backpack and the, and the, the water bottle and the uh, AR-15 was so heavy, I, I couldn't. But before that, when we were practicing, we were just on T-shirt and shorts. And it was easier to go up the wall. You know, some of us, we need to release the baggage. The Bible says, strip away. Strip away everything that hinder. And the sin that so easily entangle you. Strip away. Alright, so that you can run this race. Release your past. Bring it to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Tell the Lord, God, I release forgiveness to this person that saved this and did that. Lord, maybe uh, I come from a, a not-so-perfect family. I'm still angry with my dad who left me. I release forgiveness. Lord, maybe you know, I come from a family. I don't even know my mom and dad. I'm always very angry. Why am I on earth? I release forgiveness. All right? Release the past. Release forgiveness. Remember, you can't change your past. Release it. Learn as much as you can, but cut it off and release it. Don't bring it along. Let go and let God. All right? All right, bring a closure, a closure. I remember speaking for Cam uh, in, uh, in Sabah at uh, Kota Kinabalu, and uh, it, there was this camp, and uh, it, it was a powerful camp, all right, in Sabah. In fact, I preached two camps there. And uh, there was this girl, she stood up. You know, some people, they just stood up. She's tall, she's very beautiful, all right? She's very beautiful, she's tall. I mean, she don't have to put makeup, you know, all the boys will turn and look already. So she's really beautiful and she, she is an A student. Alright, she's a prefect. She's like almost perfect. Alright? Ah, almost perfect. Pretty, uh, intelligent, not just beauty, but beauty, but also, what is it? Beauty and what? Uh, brain. Ah, not just got beauty, got brain also, right? Uh, and, and then on the second day of the camp, I heard from one leader that she's crying. She's upset. Yeah, yeah, she was tall. I mean, not say very tall, I mean tall, all right? And, uh, and then she was crying and the leader said, oh, she's upset and all that. And I asked, what's, what's happening to her? Oh, she's upset because somebody says something about her. Then I thought, okay, I smell something. And as I was, uh, I, one of the altar calls, she came forward in the night and as I was praying for her, I saw a picture of a cage. I saw her as a little girl in a cage, crying. And then I began to, to give her the word. I said, as I pray for you, I, I see you as a little girl in a cage, 
and you are caged in that cage and you are crying. And she started to break down and cry. She started to weep and weep and weep and weep. So I let her come down and say, can you please tell me the story? And she said that when she was young, I think about 10 or 11 years old, her mom and dad verbally abused her because she was very naughty. So the mom and dad abused her, say, you are ugly. You're stupid. You're good for nothing. You have no future. You're naughty girl. And they verbally abuse her. You know, there's a saying that say, stone are bricks and stone, sticks and stone will not break my bone, will break my bones, but your words won't, right? But it's not true. Not true. Words are more powerful. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So that words literally cut through her heart. And she is hurt. So now, as she grew up, she has this desperate need for affirmation. So if you see her in the morning and say, hey, your hair is a bit messy, she go to depression already. She go to the room and cry because you say her hair is messy. That means she's ugly. She becomes so sensitive that anybody that will say anything that can be deemed as negative, she will cry and she'll go into depression. And she's always asking for affirmation to people to say how good she is, how pretty she is. She's so desperate for people to say good things about her. You know something? Because she didn't let go of the past. And we have to pray for her to set her free, to release forgiveness to her parents, and to know that, look, it is, it is beauty is on the inside, not on the outside. One day you're going to grow old. One day your hair will change color. You don't have to do coloring on it. It changes by itself. And normally it changes to white color or gray color. All right? Not blonde color, I'm afraid. <laughs> All right? One day there will be lines on your face called wrinkle. One day your teeth will come out, your tooth will grow out, and no more teeth will wake you like that. Look. <laughs> So she has to release and let go of the past. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Maybe some of you need to hear this. Okay, very quickly. I think too much time already. Are you enjoying this? Yes. Praise God. Are the guys enjoying it? Yes. Are the girls enjoying it? Yes. Okay, improving. All right, never mind. I think the girls here are very conservative. Is it true, guys? Are the girls here very conservative? Are the girls here very... No. Oh, okay. I thought they are more conservative. Yes. <laughs> How many of you ready for a third one? Or should I save it for the next time? Come here. No lah. Give it a right. Okay. What's the first one? Second one? Okay, the third the third wisdom principle is alright. Leave and embrace the new. Alright? Leave and embrace the new. You know why I say that? Because a lot of people, they don't like to embrace new things. They want business and usual. You know, as you grow older, older people don't like changes. Alright? They like the chair to be here, cannot move, and the cup must be here. Not all stunting a bit, must be straight. <laughs> embrace the new. Look, we are living in a society where things are changing very fast. Technology are changing very fast. 
And we need to embrace the new. God want to do a new thing. And if you don't embrace the new, if God want to do a new thing in your life, a new calling to do something new, you're not prepared for it because you never embrace it. You're still living in your past. So we need to live and embrace the new. Now Isaiah 43, Isaiah read verse 18 and 19, it says, forget the former thing, do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. So here was the prophet telling Israel, I'm doing a new thing. Now it spring up, you do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the desert and streams in a wasteland. There's no stream in the desert. There's no stream in the wasteland. But God says, I'm going to do a miracle. I'm going to do a new thing. Psalms 33 verse 1. Psalm 33 verse 1 says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise Him. And then it goes on to say that, uh, verse 3, Sing Him a new song. Play skillfully and, and shout for joy. Alright? Sing Him a new song. And, uh, and in uh, Philippians, I read 3, 13, talk about, I press towards the goal to win. There's forward, I straining forward, straining forward, what is ahead? Embracing what is ahead. I believe God wants to new, do a new thing. Amen? God wants to do a new thing in loud Jen. Don't look back, oh, loud Jen, you know, three years ago was like that. Like, how come no more like that? How come we don't feel the way we felt, you know, last time, uh, four years ago, three years? Come on, let go. God wants to do something greater. Amen? God wants to do something new, something greater. It's ahead of you. Embrace it. Reach out for it. Be prepared for the new thing. See, a lot of people don't like changes. Do you know that a lot of people have their favorite seat in the church? I, I mean, I've been in... Huh? Right? I, I have heard... And this is true story. People are angry. You know why? Because someone set their favorite seat. People are angry because somebody parked at their car park that waste park. Yeah, human beings are like that. You know? They, they, they want the same... Oh, Come on, do something new. Explore. See, this world is changing very fast and God is doing a new thing. Can you imagine when I was your age, huh? which was not too long ago, huh? when I was your age, we had this core thing, diary, not diary, a big book, and then we have a lock there, a latch there, and then you lock it under a key and we write, Dear Diary, today I saw a beautiful girl in school. You know, so, these are all top secrets. See? You, 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 know, you, you put it under lock. But nowadays, the diary is no more under lock. It's for the whole world to read. It's called blog. It's called Facebook. You see how things have changed? From lock and key, private to open. So things are going to move. And in the things of God, in the last days, God is going to move as never before. Never in the history of mankind and the church have ever seen. God is going to bring in the last. He's going to pour forth His Spirit upon all flesh. God is going to use simple people. In fact, the last day warriors are the nameless and faceless uh, 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 saints of God. In other words, they are the nobody saints of God. God is not going to win the world through one Rambo. One guy that will save the world. Uh, one James Bond to save the world. No! God is going to use ordinary people. God is going to use you and I. Ordinary people. It's a new thing and we must be open. When the angel came to, to Gideon, oh, mighty man of water. Uh, sorry, wrong number. You got the wrong house. 
was so afraid. He was hiding in a wide place. I'm the least of the brethren, the smallest of the tribe. Are you sure? Me, mighty man of valor? Yes, you are! And he has to rise up and embrace the new calling of God to save Israel from the Midianites. And God one day is going to appear to you, you mighty man of God. Uh, embrace the new. Reach up for the new. God, I want more of you. Show me new things each day. Lead me, guide me in every decision I make. God, you know. See, some of us, we are so conditioned. We, we, we do the same old thing. I remember when we first moved to a HDB house in Amokyo. And I still remember the Amokyo block of flats. All the people were from this kampong. Right? They were relocated and they were all given flats to live. So these are the pig farmers, the chicken farmers, all right? and the vegetable grower and all that. And some of them got cows. The Indian family got cows uh, and all that. Those days they have cows to have milk and all that. And now they are all resettled in the HGB house. I still remember the first year I was in that HGB block. Every time I walk into the lift, guess what I smell? Urine. Not only urine or urine, depending on how you pronounce it, there was sometimes poo inside there. You know why not? Because, because a lot of the kampong people, where's the toilet? In kampong, where's the toilet? Anywhere. Anywhere. In Kampong, anywhere. You poo anywhere. In fact, when I was in a Kampong, all right, every time I want to go to one corner to poo, my dog will wait for me. After I poo, my dog will eat up the stuff. Uh, just think about your dinner, okay? Think about your dinner now. <laughs> so, they, 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 they are Kampong people. They pee anywhere. They, and then now they go to a HGB flat. They go into the elevator, the lift. Oh, I need to pee. What to do? Pee in the lift. It was so bad that the government talked about putting camera in a lift to catch all those who pee on the lift. You know why? Because they did not embrace the new. They are from the kampong. They still have the kampong mindset. They think they can pee everywhere, including in the lift. You understand what I'm saying? Some of us, we are in a new season, but we behave like the old. We're behaving like the old. We are still thinking the old way, old top patterns, and we are behaving like the old. We need to move out. We need to move out of the hole and begin to say, it's a new day. I need to do things differently. Now, this is a new year. It will never be a new year if you don't do anything new. If you work with God, want to grow deeper, you're going to do something new. Maybe you're going to pray a bit more. Maybe you're going to read a bit more of the scriptures. Maybe you're going to come for prayer meeting a bit more or something like that. You're going to do something new. I spent one month in, uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the Gippsland of uh, Victoria. Uh, the Gippsland, there's a town called Thorpedale. Thorpedale, they produce some of the best potatoes. They call it spats, or spats potatoes. Uh, or they call it spats. And uh, Thorpedale potato is really good because it's volcanic soy. The soy is almost reddish color, brown reddish color. And I was there at the Wesleyan Methodist Church uh, ministering for one month, staying there. And, uh, and, uh, and the farmer, all right, Will we'll take the plow and, and they'll reserve the best potatoes or spats. They cut it into ceilings and then they'll plant uh, uh, potatoes. All right? And every year they have a big harvest. They have one of the best top their potatoes. Very well known. Now, some of them change their crops to carrots. So if this year you want to do something new, you, you want something new, you want a carrot, 
a carrot crop, alright? You don't potato anymore. Do you still plant potatoes? No! You sow what seed? Carrot seed! The ceiling lah, though. Alright? There are seed and carrots. So, the, the ceilings, alright, the seed. So, you've got to plant a new crop. If you still plant potatoes, what do we get? Potatoes. You must change to put carrots into the ground and you get a new crop called carrots. Some of you are still planting the same old thing this year. What are you planting in your relationship with your parents? What are you planting in your relationship with your friends? What are you planting with your relationship in this loud gen? If you still plant the same old thing, when I say plant, means what? The way you react, the way you think, the way you do things. If it's still the same old, then you'll be still the same old for this new year. We just call it new year, but it's not new. It's the same. I want a new year. Do you want a new year? I want a new year. I want new things. I mean, some of you already waiting. Oh, this year, I'm pow. I want to get more I'm pow. I hope my auntie uh, let go of the past. <laughs> learn from the past. I already saw my hint, right? I'm pow too small. Better learn from it. Hopefully, this year, she'll give me a bigger I'm pow. Something new. Amen? Well, talk about Ampau can shout Amen already. <laughs> so what I'm saying is this. Come on. You've got to learn from your past. You've got to let go of the past. You've got to embrace the new. What I'm saying is very obvious. It's nothing new. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand this. But yet people don't understand. They're still repeating the same old mistake. So today, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I'm here not by chance or coincidence to be the first speaker for your youth to prepare you for a new year in Lao Gen, in this church, new year in your school, a new school year. Some of you just gone into JC, some of you just gone to poly or uni, or, or some of you just gone into secondary school from primary six. It's a new year. Learn from your past. Let go of your past. Embrace the new. Different doesn't mean it's wrong. Okay? Learn to accommodate the new. Embrace the new. Those who embrace technology are now benefiting from technology. Those who still keep back from technology are left behind. The same thing in the spiritual. God is revealing new things. He's pouring out His Spirit. He's moving powerfully. God is doing a new thing all over the world. You know, some of us thought that you know, Iran uh, you know, is, uh, is a Muslim country. Do you know there is a mighty revival in Iran now? There's a mighty river, uh, revival in Iran now. God is doing a great things in Iran. The Christians are rising up now like never before. It's a new thing. It's a new season. Maybe some of you, you got regrets. It was a bad year last year. It was a tough year last year. Maybe for your family. Maybe a loved one passed away. Maybe there was deep disappointment in your life last year. Release it. God, I forgive. I release it. I cover it under the blood of Jesus. I come before you right now. Today is a new day. Today is a day of salvation. I'm not going to look back. Forgetting the past, I'm going to strain forward. God, I want to see you do a new thing in my life. I want to grow deeper in you. 
set apart, consecrated, growing deeper in you, in the ministry you call me in. And this is my prayer, God. Let's stand to our feet right now, shall we? I'm going to ask the musician to come forward and uh, play us a worship song. I, I sense a wonderful presence of God here. I don't know about you, but I sense that God wants to do a wonderful thing. And you know, a message like this, I cannot just close in prayer and then we go home for I, I sense that there must be a, a consecration time. And that's what your, your, your team says, you know, set apart, consecrated. I felt that today, I want to invite all of you. They say, Pastor Ken, I want to make a difference this year. I want to see you working in me like never before, a new thing, and working through me and using me in a very special way. And if you want to consecrate yourself and dedicate yourself, we're going to sing this song together. And then I'm going to invite all of you that want to dedicate yourself a fresh and new, this new year, this is your first service. So God, I'm going to dedicate myself for this whole new year, 2013. It will be different for me. Because I know that you're going to do a new thing in my life and through my life. And as we sing a worship song, I want to invite all of you who want to rededicate your life and dedicate your life and consecrate your life for this year. And we're going to make this place like an altar before the Lord. All right? It's not that I'm more spiritual than you. No, no, no. It's basically we are coming before God as a church, as Lao Jen, to say, here I am, the first meeting in Lao Jen, God, I want to dedicate this year to you. I'm going to learn from the past. I'm going to release the past. Forget the past. Let go of the past. And I want to embrace a new thing that you want to do in Lao Jen this year. A new thing you want to do in my life, in my family. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to dare ask you for more. Don't be afraid to ask God for new things. Don't be afraid to ask God for a miracle, for your family, for your friends for your ministry ask God dare to ask God don't be afraid he's a great God don't ask him for little things dare to ask him for great things why? because he's a great God it's an embarrassment if you ask a billionaire can I have five cents please they're worth more than five cents God is a great God dare to ask him for great things in your life say God I'm sick and tired of just drinking milk I want meat from you, spiritual meat. I want to grow in you, God. I want to grow deeper in you. God, I want to be filled with your wisdom, with your Holy Spirit. Reach out to God. Maybe you have something you want to ask God for your family. God, I'm going to ask you that you give my dad a great job. This year, I'm going to believe a great job for my, my parents. Oh God, I'm going to believe that you, God, you're going to prosper my parents' business. Oh God, you're going to help me. I'm going to do better than last year in my study. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to ask of you a new thing, a new blessing. Behold, the old is gone. The new has come. And as we do that, I want you to do business with God. Alright, between you and God. As you come, say, God, here I am. I want to do business with you. God, forgive me, Lord. I've been clinging on to this the past, to a broken relationship, to a hurting disappointment. I release right now to you. God, forgive me. Come come and cleanse me, heal me and do business with God alright, let's sing this song together and then we're going to invite all of us to come
this is my desire. This is my desire to all of you to come right now all those who want to say yes this year it's going to be different just come to the front so that there's more space for everybody all right he delegate again this year to god here i am on the first service of Lao Chen. i'm going to commit the whole year to you right now all of us as we come we get to do business with god as we sing this song lord yes lord i give you Let's begin to do business with God as we sing this song as a prayer to God right now, wherever you are. Yes, say, sing it as a prayer right now. All I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you.
Jesus before right now. Begin to let go of your past right now. Begin to say, Lord, I release my past right now. Lord, I release it to you right now. I'm not going to keep it anymore. I'm going to release all the garbage, all the trash. Lord, you're going to change it. Lord, there's going to be a divine exchange by trash for your treasure. Lord, begin right now to come and do that healing right now. Do that healing right now. Yes, begin to reach out to God. Oh, shakalabanda, labanda, labanda. Lord, yes, we cry out to you right now. We release our past to you. Oh, God, fill us afresh and anew the Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh and anew your wisdom right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, begin to receive it from the world right now. Lord, I want to embrace the new world. Feel me your passion right now. Cell leaders, just come and pray alongside.
Father, we want to thank you for this first meeting of the year for Lao Chen. Lord, I want to thank you for these wonderful young people that are presented here. Everyone under the sound of my voice, they are here not by chance or coincidence, but because you have appointed and by divine appointment they are here. Lord, I want to dedicate each and every one of them right now. Consecrate, consecrate them before you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you fill them with the Holy Spirit, with your wisdom, O oh God. Even as they begin to take on this year, it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a new year because it's going to be a year full of new things that you want to do in their life and through their life. Father, I pray for your blessing. I pray for your favor to rest upon each and every one of them and upon the ministry that you continue to grow and continue to touch lives and bring transformation and to touch the community. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for the leadership that you bless them, Lord. You protect them. You grant them good health. You grant them wisdom, oh God. You grant them the fresh and the new anointing for the new year. And Father, that our eyes will be open to see the new things that you want to do in our lives and in our ministry. Thank you, Father. We bless you as we commit all these young people before you. Lord, I pray that you richly bless them in every way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hey guys, uh, if, if you still would like prayer, just remain in the front. Okay, for the rest of us, we will um, end the service here. And next week, we know service, but we'll see you the following week. Alright, so see you next, next week.